a stranger with a gun came upon two teens taking pictures under a rising full moon. But violence is only the beginning of this story. Sometimes I thought, there are no miracles. Yeah, there are. And this is a big one. I'm Amy Donaldson, and I've spent my career talking about how lives are undone by violence. The Letter is a podcast about how lives are remade. Follow The Letter at theletterpodcast.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Inside Sources. Inside Sources. Inside Sources. Where KSL offers Utah deeper insights on the news. Host Boyd Matheson divides rage from reason and elevates the conversation on issues crucial to our community. On KSL News Radio 102.7 FM and 1160 AM. Well, 50 days to go. We count down, trying to figure out what to expect looking at the critical November midterm elections this year. This summer, Democrats' confidence uh, definitely went up. Uh, they suddenly went from uh, wringing their hands over a host of things to maybe having a little cautious optimism. Uh, recent inflation numbers have kind of flipped the headwinds just again. And uh, all along, we've been looking at polling and trying to figure out where are we really and uh, what should we be focused on. And to help us do that today, uh, really pleased to have joining us for the first time on the show, Carly Cooperman. She's the C- CEO of uh, Sean Cooperman Research. And uh, Carly, thanks for jumping on with us today. Sure. Thanks so much for having me. Uh, so as you look at this, uh, your your tag team partner, uh, Doug Schoen, uh, said uh, in The Hill today that uh, some of the Democrats' midterm optimism might be a little bit misguided. Get, take us underneath the numbers. What are we really looking at? Yeah, absolutely. So it, it is true. I mean, there's been a lot of conversation about how momentum has been swinging towards the Democrats lately. And, you know, the belief that Democrats were going to be absolutely crushed this election is not the conversation we're now hearing and that a lot of pundits are talking about. And there are some signs that there is some momentum for the Democrats between the Supreme Court ruling overturning Roe v. Wade, where we've seen momentum for Democrats. We see that a majority of voters do believe there should be some kind of legal right to an abortion. And in polling, we're, we're seeing both that the enthusiasm gap between Republicans and Democrats is is narrowing, meaning that the Republicans still are showing more enthusiasm towards voting this fall than the Democrats, but that gap is not as big as what we've seen for a large part of the year. Um, and also that Democrats are leading in a lot of key swing state Senate races, and this is something that is being seen with a surprise. But uh, the, the argument that uh, you know my partner put out that is something we're both watching very carefully is that it's possible... Um, this trend is, is being overstated, and it's something that we're watching carefully. Um, and, and this is for two reasons. First, it's that inflation is still pr- problematic, and while gas prices have dropped since their peak this summer, we are also seeing in polling time and time again that inflation is still the list, the top of the list when we ask what is the most important issue um, that they think about in terms of how they're going to vote and thinking about the election this November. The second issue and concern is that it's possible that the polls are overstating the Democrats' strength. And we're seeing that a lot of the Democratic Senate candidates who are leading and are doing better than expected, it's happening in the same states where polls were overestimating Joe Biden's strength in 2020, and especially in Wisconsin. So one of the things that we are, are cautious about and that we're you know keeping tabs on is this idea that there is a non-response bias, that is the people taking polls 
tend to be more liberal or there's a certain group of Republican voters that avoid taking polls. And if this is the case again, it's very possible that the leads that Democrats have that we're seeing right now are being overstated. Two years ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport. There's desperation and anguish. More than 80,000 Afghans have since arrived in America. But this story is still unfolding. I'm Andrea Smartin. In my new podcast, Stranger Becomes Neighbor, we'll find out what happens to these new arrivals in our communities. Who would help our newest neighbors? Follow us at kslpodcast.com, Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else you listen. Uh, it's, so, it's so fascinating to get underneath all of those numbers. I want to go back to something that you mentioned, Carly, uh, and that's this enthusiasm gap uh, where it, the Republicans have been a little more jazzed and energized. Uh, now it seems the Democrats are closing that a little bit. When you're looking at your polling 50 days out from an election, we, we often see uh, this. Uh, some polls are likely voters. Some polls are registered voters. Uh, and it seems to me that that's where we often end up with some of the confusion around that enthusiasm uh, stuff. What do you, how do you see that? How do you approach that? Yeah, that's a really good question. Um, we often have multiple screens, especially, I would say, after 2020, we're being extra careful with the various screening questions we have, because while we often are pulling off of voter lists and we want um, registered voters who maybe voted in one of the last four elections or midterm elections in the case of this coming election. We always want to have a screen for likely voters, people that say they're very likely or absolutely certain to vote this fall, um, because I think that people's forward-looking responses almost carry more weight than uh, their their historic voting record. But it certainly is important that it's a combination of those two factors. And you do see varying approaches to this as people select their samples. Yeah, so interesting. Uh, and then I wanted to also ask you about, uh, you, you mentioned inflation kind of being the uh, the wet blanket, so to speak, on some of the, the Democratic enthusiasm. And again, regardless of where people fall on the political spectrum, uh, I think this whole idea of uh, we watched the president last night on 60 Minutes uh, talk about the economy and the positives that were going on, which, of course, he should tout. Uh, and and Scott Pelley from 60 Minutes kept coming back saying, but, yeah, what about this inflation 40-year thing? And, and the question I wanted to ask you, Carly, as a pollster, uh, when there is that incongruency between what a politician is saying and what the American people are experiencing, that trust gap that – uh, seems to to be the thing that takes the hit. How are you seeing that play out? The way it's playing out is that Biden has had poor approval ratings because at the end of the day, it's very hard for voters to hear and feel and believe the positive data points that Biden is pointing to about our economy when their cost of living is still too high and when everything is costing them more than they feel that it should or than it used to be. So, you know, Biden was getting attacked by, not attacked, but he, he was getting some pressure from those in the Democratic Party in the spring for not doing a good enough job of pointing to positive economic metrics that were happening. Um, and he certainly has made more of an effort over the summer and into the fall to point out the strengths. But at the end of the day, it's very hard for voters to 
take that to heart and for it to be meaningful to them as long as inflation is still dominant. All right. And then finally, Carly, give, give us one thing that is uh, that you're watching that uh, seems to be a little under the radar or off the radar that uh, could be a factor coming down these last 50 days. Hmm. You know, I I think that the the issue of abortion is, I mean, it's something obviously everyone is still talking about, but it's having more legs than I necessarily thought it would in that it's continuing to persuade voters um, or just to get people to react in a way that I didn't necessarily think was going to continue to be a conversation as long as inflation was dominating. Um, And I think that Democrats, the success in the fall is going to be largely dependent on their ability to really control the narrative around that issue and build a a larger um, umbrella in terms of of, you know, prioritizing kind of legal right to that relative to what they're trying to articulate is um, a lack of a clear vision from the Republicans. Yeah, absolutely. And that lack of uh, vision and what the Republicans are for, I think, is is going to be an interesting thing uh, to break down over the next few weeks as well. Uh, Carly Cooperman the CEO of Sean Cooperman Research. Uh, Carly, thanks so much for joining us. We look forward to having you back. Uh, we love getting to the numbers behind the numbers and uh, always appreciate your approach and your perspective. Thanks so much. Thanks for having me. All right. Uh, a lot of important numbers there. A lot of things we're going to continue to watch over the next 50 days as we come down the home stretch midterms 2022. Stay with KSL News Radio. We'll step aside for a, one last commercial break. Final thoughts coming up next. Stick around. It's the story of an American held in a dark Venezuelan prison. Then all of a sudden, they all kind of lined up. They pointed their guns at me. And this is the point where I thought, I'm going to die today. I'm Becky Bruce. I spent a year working on Hope in Darkness, which now has more than 2 million downloads. Find it on kslpodcast.com or wherever you listen to podcasts.